2: What does motion sound like? With Kizikans Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizikcom socks.
1: This is a crowd podcast.
0: This episode is sponsored
1: by Go Well, Mark Well.
0: To be more like Mark, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show, become an official sponsor and grow the show today. Joe Marler is a big-hearted man, and he's got a podcast plan. It's the Joe Marler Show.
1: It's the Joe Marler Show. Oh oh. oh. Hello and welcome to our show. I am Joe. Marla, and this is Tom Fordyce.
0: Joe, you've got slightly dusty white lips and... Couldn't you have done that bit? (sighs) You're tucking into a meringue, Joe. There's no two ways about it. Do you like
1: a meringue? Is that a good
0: meringue? Looks a bit dry.
1: This is like dusty air. This is like sanding, like wood. It's like sanding wood and then gathering up all the sand dust and then putting it in a bowl with some egg whites and then baking it. And then calling it a, a meringue. It's fucking rank. <laughs> but. You brought two of them? I've brought two, but it's because it's sugar and protein, I think. It's got egg white in it, hasn't it? I presume it's like, this is like eating meat. It's a very
0: light meat.
1: Your mum makes good meringue, don't
0: How do you know that my mum makes good meringues?
1: All I'm saying Spit is that...
0: a, Take my mum's meringues out of your mouth. I didn't really deliver that very well,
1: did I? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Scary. Excuse me, could you take my mum's meringues out of your mouth? <laughs> Go on. What's your thing about meringues? She, she makes them good. What, what makes hers good? I think, Joe, we all know the secret to a good meringue is that it, the exterior has a little
0: bit of crispiness. Not crispiness, but a little bit of bite. The interior cannot be overly dry. It has to have some moisture left in it. Mm. And I think that is the key. Joe, I've got a meringue-based question for you. Hit me. Do you know where the name meringue comes from, Joe? Yes, I do. Tell me. It comes
1: from Greek anthology from the goddess... Of eggs, who isn't to be confused with the goddess of fertility. No. This is the goddess of actual eggs. Of egg whites, specifically. Specifically of egg whites from chickens, called Meringus. But we transported it to meringue, which is the mixing of egg and sugar. Huh. Jode, the meringue, which,
0: as we both know, is a light preparation of egg whites and sugar... Mm was invented, I believe, and I, you might want to check this, it's off the top of my head, in 1720 by the famous Swiss pastry chef Gasparini. Sorry, is he Italian then? Yeah. Gasparini. Gasparini. From Switzerland. Switzerland is bordered by Italy. Yeah, but n- where have Italian. you ever heard speak of Speak it? Italian in parts of Switzerland. Name the part. The Italian part of Switzerland. Southern Switzerland. No. Switzerland. Right, get this. Go on. Some people, Joe, of course and I know you may be one of these, say that the meringue already existed, was only improved by Gasparini. There are now apparently three different types of meringue. Number one, French. Number two, Italian. Number three, Swiss. The name meringue, comes from the name of the town in Switzerland where Gasparini worked, which was called Meringen. So we're saying them wrong. M-E-R-I-N-G-E-N, Meringen. Meringues. So why the fuck do we call them meringues? Do you think meringue is one of those words where the more you say it and the more you look at it, the less sense it makes?
1: Yeah, because it should be meringue Yeah. meringue. Yeah, why do we say meringue? There's no A in it at all. It's like croissant. Say croissant. Fuck. You're going to say croissant, aren't you? I want to, but it equally I want to say croissant. Yes, croissant. Croissant. But you go into a shop in Hull <laughs> and you order a croissant and they go, do you mean croissant? If you had to, how many more of those very
0: dry meringues that you've just sampled one of, could you eat without a single sip of water?
1: Uh, that mer- bear in mind that meringue was the size of my fist. I would say no water.
0: No water. No form of any liquid.
1: <laughs> Realistically, I could only do five. <laughs> and you could do, what, four more? So it equals five. You could
0: do five fists of meringue? Yeah. Without any sip of exterior liquid? Yeah.
1: but From where I've just purchased them, but... If I was to be offered your mum's meringue, oh, I could eat them gonna all night I'm going to stop you right off. there, Joe, because
0: I would like to remind our listeners that we have new merch on sale. It doesn't include meringues at this point, although we can look into it. If you would like to buy, at this point, a Grow the Show hoodie, Joe, where might the listeners find a link?
1: Well, they can find the link, Tom, on the episode description, of course. Easy, enough. Click on it. There's also snapbacks on there as well, motherfucker. And we've got signed tour posters, of which I signed... Don't know why you didn't sign them. I need to sign some. Let's get a guest on, Joe. Let's sign a guest up. I like it. Our guest today is Dom, and he is a butcher. Hello, Dom.
2: Hello. Hello, Dom. How are we doing?
1: Is Dom, like, short for something?
2: Short for Dominic, yeah. Oh.
1: You're a butcher? Yeah. Of animals?
2: That's my job, yeah. Full time. Chopping them up.
1: Like a meat man?
2: Meat man. Or meat person? That's what it says on my uh my hinge profile. Does it? <laughs> Meat man, yeah. Does it
1: actually? It does, yeah. Can we just like <laughs> describe you a little bit for the listeners? Dom's
0: got very nice swept back hair. It's swept back from a parting on the left side, so it's swept back down the
2: side and over the top. It's
1: great thickness to it as well. Great thicknesses, it's a it's a lovely be shine golden. as yeah. well. Do you
2: know what the secret is? Go on. Don't wash it. You well, wash know? it. You're a don't non-washer. Shamp- I wash it, but I don't shampoo it. For how yeah. long? How long has this been going on? Three years, maybe. <gasps> Did you go, Everyone
0: who does this says you hit a, a low point after about six weeks when it stinks, but you have to push through to the other side. No, it was all right. Was Just it? shower. Like, how much can build up if you shower every
1: day? Do you use any product in it whatsoever?
0: Yeah, a little bit. Just on the sides?
2: Yeah. Yeah, a bit of hold.
1: It's wonderful. Yeah. I think you look wonderful. You don't actually look like a stereotypical butcher either. <laughs> how do I not offend? You will
0: offend. You I can offend, offend them. Like, They're robust, most of them. You're
1: quite, like, hip. Thanks. Looking, we need
0: to mention Dom's excellent that. moustache. Is it bristly, Dom? It looks bristly, just full. It gets great. a lot of beef fat in it. Mm. Beef
2: fat, that's like nature's moisturiser, isn't it? <laughs> beef fat, well, it is nature's moisturiser. That's really, moisturiser yeah. before moisturiser was invented. just fat
1: right? Tell us a little bit about you as a butcher, then please. How did you uh. start?
2: As a butcher, well, I, I live in London now and work at Borough Market, but I grew up in a place called Rutland, where a lot of people don't know where that is. But it's, it's,
1: a, it's the smallest county in the s- in the country.
2: Smallest county in Britain. Formerly, the only one without a McDonald's, but then they ruined that. Ah, where's the McDonald's now? In Oakham. The mm. type, Oakham wouldn't fancy that, would it? Oakham time. likes itself. People just want it fast and easy, don't they? Is Oakham better or worse than, than Stamford? Is it better or worse than Stamford? It's definitely worse. What about Aundall? Except everyone, in, all the guys in Stamford think they're from Green Street for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. But yeah, from Rutland, grew up on a farm in a village called Cold Overton, Northfield Farm is my uh, family business. My dad started the farm and the main objective was like to increase the numbers of the rare breeds of British beef, lamb and pork. So you'd have like your Dexter beef, your White Park cows, Jacobs, like Gloucester Old Spot pigs. So his objective was to like rebuild the numbers of those like breeds that have been sort of forgotten and were sort of waning with like the industrialization of the meat industry. So fuck off the Frisians, fuck off the Holsteins. Yeah, those big chunky profitable ones and like focus on like the quality smaller breeds and that's what sort of made him end up trading at, at Borough Market, which, for those of you who don't know, is like a big food market in the middle of London. It's probably the biggest food market in, in Europe, or like one of, and it's like a massive destination for people to come shopping, but also like a, a big tourist destination now.
1: Hang but, on a minute. You you work at Borough Market? Yeah. In the inside bit?
2: In the inside like, bit. Like, is it
1: green painted yeah. things?
2: Yeah. And what's like, the
1: name? Northfield?
2: Northfield, yeah.
1: I've fucking been to your... I've <laughs> been there!
2: Good thing you're so good at research for his podcast, isn't it? <laughs> what did you purchase, Joe?
1: I didn't actually. Oh, I was yeah. looking at I was with Daisy.
2: Window shopping. She
1: went, I was looking at I was like, oh my Time god, that waster. meat looks incredible. Oh and she's like, no, we got to go. I'm like, no, but
2: look at all the meat. It's like well, not... it's a good thing, but hang on a second. You hear that? That's the sound of a Norfield farm shopping bag with a nice It's a cream carrier bag with a brown logo. I'd say it's red. Mm. A red logo.
1: What's in your? She's
2: uh, got your bag, a lovely, Dom? beautiful tomahawk <gasps> steak.
1: Look at the size of that! Yeah.
2: It does look like a tomahawk.
1: Dom, yeah. is this for me?
2: That's for you, mate. Joe, before you, can that's I just feel t- the? Heft Don't it. touch my That's me. for your tea tonight.
1: You can feel the weight of it if you want. Can you just use one hand? Yeah. Can you just wipe that hand before you? It's, it's shrink wrap. Okay. Oh yeah. Fucking hell, that's heavy. Thick, Beef tomahawk steak.
0: Yeah. So what's that's the, the weight of this. That's
2: the rib eye on the bone, basically. Yeah. How would you describe, Joe, to a man
0: who hasn't eaten meat for 30 years, how would you describe the taste of that when cooked
1: properly? I like it at a medium. Medium? Dom's not sure. Dom, why do you not like that?
2: I just think it needs to be a bit rarer than that. No,
1: I like it at medium because I prefer the fat to render a little bit more and I get a little bit weirded out by that. When I
2: tell you how to cook it, you'll be able to have it so that it's nice and pink inside, but the fat will be fully rendered.
1: Let's hear how you would cook this because I've cooked a tomahawk. Where's the rest of the bone though? Do you cut them?
2: We cut them a bit short because people always complain that they stick out of the pan and they can't get them in the oven, you know. London small flats, small ovens. (laughs) Small flats. (laughs) You can't have an extra inch of bone coming out of your tomahawk.
0: (laughs) That is about two inches thick.
2: You're vegetarian. Pescatarian, Dom. If you keep looking at that, you're going to hear the voices of your ancestors in, in the back of your head. You know, I might even hear, me, I'll hear my uncle it. Stephen, who's a butcher out in Essex as
0: yeah. well, and <laughs> my cousin Dan, yeah. who also works um, in meat What products. I would
2: do with that is we call it the reverse sear. Yes. You know what I mean? So go low in the oven. I give that about half an hour at 100 degrees. That's not going to start cooking it, but it's just going to get it ready. You know, it's like... You're an athlete. It's the warm-up before the match is the reverse. You just so,
1: describing as an athlete?
2: Well, I'm, For... told, I'm told you're an athlete.
1: Okay, you, they're fucking lying to you, but yeah, carry um, on.
2: So you've got to w- warm it up in the oven to begin with. So I'd give it half an hour at 100 degrees, which isn't super hot, but that's just going to get the temperature through it, get the fat melting, and then I'd go in a, like a smoking hot pan... Extractor fan on, windows open, and give it like probably five minutes either side and then a bit on the top and a bit on the bottom, let it rest, and then that's gonna be nice and rare, but without having like chewy fat, you know, it's gonna be nice and soft.
1: My mouth is just so full of saliva right now. Yeah. I'm gonna get back tonight late, probably, having not seen the family for two days properly, and continue to ignore them.
2: <laughs> Hand <laughs> off.
1: Just to just to cook this bit of meat yeah. and it looks fantastic. Right. Although, what sort of cow is that?
2: Uh, so that is a, uh, a white park, which is one of the, uh, the breeds that we sort of brought back from the brink of extinction.
1: Which is really quite strange and ironic that your dad wanted to bring back all these smaller breeds that are dying out to then kill
2: (laughs) yeah well that's it's a strange irony isn't it because people think i don't want to dig you out here but people think if you go like vegan or vegetarian that less animals die and it's great for them and they just sort of like wander off like back to their forests their countryside home it's like a food system it's like part of a a chain so you, you need to be eating them to be able to give them the life that you want them to have you know
0: that is a good irony you need to kill them for them to live
2: humans wouldn't have the incentive to treat them in the way that we want them to be treated that most people want them to be treated they wouldn't have the incentive to take care of them obviously we all want to do that but there's economics that have to go into it but if you want them to live in a way that you'd approve of most people then they need to go into food at the end hello my fine friend now
0: before we get on with the rest of the episode let me remind you that we have another live show coming up later this year. Here is how it's going to work. We're back at the Clapham Grand in London on the 1st of November as part of the Cheerful Earful Podcast Festival. Tickets are on sale now. What are you waiting for? I have a feeling you may hear moments like this.
1: That, that lad in the corner who shouted, are you single, is now going, fuck, I shout.
0: Whoever finishes third gets the sex toy. Yes, sir.
1: Oh, he's come for a hug. Excellent.
0: Now, after our last tour, the worldwide press gave the Joe Marler Show five stars.
1: And the audience said this. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. I thought it was sexy as fuck. <laughs> I did not know who he was. <laughs> it was well worth it. Absolutely unbelievable. Couldn't
0: ask for any better, really. To get your tickets to the Joe Marler Show live at the Clapham Grand, click the link in the episode description.
1: So Dom, do you not like vegans?
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's not that I don't like them, but I I feel a bit bad for them, oh, missing out. Yeah, because this is like this is what it's all about, and I think we get a bit lost in looking for, for like higher purposes. But I don't think there's much better than just like enjoying good food, which this is, and just like sharing it with, with people people that you love i will um uh, represent
0: the vegans here and i think different people have different reasons for not eating meat yeah but for some people it is less about an animal that's been beautifully looked after on a lovely farm and then the meat has been lovingly packaged and is going to be eaten by joe very quickly Mm. it's more about mass consumption of shit meat
2: yeah but if you're eating beef and lamb in this country you've got pretty good odds of it being raised really well i mean you like go up to scotland like have a drive or drive through like yorkshire there's just like fields on fields of like happy cows and sheep out there and that's like the majority of what british beef and lamb in this country is it gets a bit it's a bit more questionable when you go like when you're looking at chicken and pork because those animals it's easier to mass produce them. But if you try taking a sheep and putting it in a, a mass production environment, they're just gonna die. They don't like hold up well in those conditions. So you're kind of forced with like lamb and beef to produce them in a better way. And I think we've got a bit of a misunderstanding. Like people see like these feedlots that you have in like Argentina and Uruguay where there's like no grass and they're being pumped full of GMO corn and all that kind of stuff. But that's not really well, it's not how it's done in this country. Just
1: so how did you learn to correct. become a butcher then? Do you have to go like to college? Do you have to so learn there is, on, the, on the
2: job? Or? There is like colleges, there's apprenticeships that you can do. Like right now, I've got a, an apprentice. Shout out, meet Ipswich, who are the accreditation people. <laughs> meet Ipswich. Meet Ipswich, they're from Ipswich. Um, <laughs> which, if you're a young person not knowing what you want to do, is like a great avenue to go down. Learn a skill that you can do anywhere. Like everywhere needs butchers. Um, but I didn't do that, and I sort of learned on the job. Job. Like had a few people at work that taught me fair bit of like running into the walk-in fridge to go on YouTube. Can you spatchcock a chicken? Spatchcock, know, spatchcocking a chicken is like when you've got a chicken and someone wants it to be flattened, so you mm. like take out the spine, break the breast bone, and then it's flat, and then you can like bang it on the barbecue. I remember once someone came and said, "Oh, can you spatchcock that chicken for me?" And you've got to like believe your own bullshit, haven't you? So I said, "Oh, yeah." So I was like, just give me one minute. I've just got to pop into the fridge. And then at work, there's like this big walk in fridge. So I quickly, like whizzed onto onto YouTube, how to smash cock a chicken. And then, yeah. Did you do it? Yeah, I did it.
1: So you're saying that anyone can become a butcher? You don't necessarily need qualifications.
2: Like, you don't need a piece of paper, do you? To tell you that about you can the tools do What tools did you trade, them? How sharp are your knives? Really fucking sharp.
1: Like, what are we talking like? Because I looked at my local butchers. But I love going into them. They're great fun, great like, yeah. interaction. And I look at their knives behind and they had one of these like fucking machete type things.
2: Yeah. What's that called? A steak knife, but not like a small, like we call a steak knife when you go into a restaurant, you get a steak knife. Yeah. That's like a little sharp knife, but you have like a steak knife for cutting steaks. So that's what the big sort of machete looking thing is. Then you've got a cleaver, and then you've got a boning knife, and those are the main. So that big
1: steak knife, yeah, is for what cutting, Cutting, big bits of meat, yeah, big bits of tissue. And then once you've
2: once you've cut with that, you get your smaller boning knife, which you do the more like fine.
1: And that's like a thin blade that's curved, isn't it?
2: Some of them are curved. Some mine's straight, but a lot of people use curved ones.
1: And do you have like? This butcher I go to, he's got like such an old blade that it's almost disappeared yeah, as his I've bone got and knife, like because like, he sharpens it yeah. himself, Like he's just sharpened it so much that it's just yeah, exactly. Even smaller and smaller and smaller. Yeah, I've
0: got some like that. When you're doing your cutting, dom my head, you're wearing a white overall or a white jacket and possibly a
1: white Wellington. Just one.
2: <laughs> yeah, and then the others <laughs> in a flip flop, stiletto,
1: white wellies. <laughs> Why white wellies? He's not fucking. Slaughtermen
2: do wear the white wellies. We like black a bit more, so Mm. we wear like a black jacket, black apron. I sometimes won't wear the jacket because I sort of like feeling free. Topless? No, not topless. With a t-shirt. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Although, imagine that—just an apron. I don't need
1: to imagine that. I've I've done that a couple of times. Yeah,
2: Um, but that's what I wear, and then use the the very sharp knives and a bone saw as well.
1: It makes more sense to wear black, though. I don't understand yeah. why slaughtermen or butchers wear any white whatsoever. When yeah, you're dealing like, with blood and yeah. meat, it just stains the fuck like, out of it. So them you
2: can see the blood. so like, You know there's going to be blood.
1: What yeah. would be the toughest like, part of a cow or animal to actually have to get through then?
2: Shin or femur.
1: And why would you cut them? Like, What are you cutting?
2: A lot of people are like quite fond of bone marrow now to eat. Bone marrow's great. You ever had that?
1: On a bit of toast. Yeah, yeah. bone marrow gorgeous. on toast. It's what good. does it taste like? It's like butter, Butter. butter, isn't it? But,
2: like, when you get to heaven, like, what you'd imagine the butter to be like, like, the richest thing you could ever... Oh, it's just... I
1: have to ignore the fact that it's been in an animal's bone, though. Yeah, but it's good for you. That's what what it's all about. That's what your ancestors would have, like,
2: been working all day for you know what with their toast and putting like i don't even know if they had time for toast they'd probably just, just like, sucking the bone straight out yeah there's no Cracking way the they're,
1: they're cooking that they're just sucking it out the bone aren't they
2: how do you get into the bone
1: with a bandsaw <laughs> 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 not when you're a caveman okay fine yeah so no. that the shin tends to be the... shin yeah
2: it's probably the the toughest thing to go through yeah so we just go through that with a hand saw it's a bit of work but it's and we, off, we sell like shin on the bone as well, so that's like the meat of the shin with a little bit of marrow in the middle and then people like slow cook that and then like the marrow will come out of the middle of it and it's really... Really delicious.
0: I need um, some help here, Dom, or someone who hasn't eaten meat for a long time. Can you describe to me if I can picture the side of a cow
2: yeah.
0: in my head? Where are the various cuts coming from? So the beef tomahawk steak, uh, which I'm holding in my hand here, if I'm looking at like, this cow from the side, where's this come from?
2: We're mammals. Cows are mammals. The easiest way to think of it is on yourself. Right, the, I'm the cow. Yeah, you're the cow. We're okay. all the cow. I'm the cow. Can right I touch you? Yes. With knives or...?
1: Okay, hang on i'm a cow sat in my chair
2: Mm. the meat component (laughs) is that part and then the bone is sort of coming
1: from joe's lats No, it's from the spine to rounding towards my lat
2: okay but the 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 meat part of it is the like the muscle that runs up your back
1: okay
0: other the
2: bone is a rib
0: other cuts of meat. Talk me through them. Where they're from.
2: Going upward into your shoulder, you'd have the chuck, which the is chuck. Like the chuck, which is heading into like the braising sort of region. Braising Bra- is where neck, shoulder. Sort of shoulder, mm. um, and then if you go work down from where we just were, the is low- that a bit
0: chewy? Sorry, braising. I, in my head, I'm thinking people it's, sticking it in a stew.
2: Yeah, it's a little bit. It's a little bit chewy, but if you've if you've got the skills, you can sort of seam out a lot of the sinew and then make nice uh, cuts from there. So like the chuck eye, I'll cook as a steak. The denver which is like it's like a bit of an american cut but that's another one from the shoulder i'll cook as a steak and then the sirloin is lower down your back so it's like that lower part the meaty part of your back
1: what's top side and silver side they're are they from, the same thing? they're
2: from the leg so top side i guess it is the same as our anatomy but they sort of stand a bit differently but they're they're two muscles from the back leg that do a lot of work. A good way to, to think of it, an analogy for understanding what cuts are going to have, what characteristics are, the more hard working a muscle, the more load that it bears, the tougher it's going to be, but also the more flavor it's going to develop. And then at the other end of that spectrum, the less work that the muscle does, the more tender it's going to be, but the less flavor it's going to have. So, so that's, you've got
1: to chuck more flavor in it.
2: Yeah, so that's why sh- the shin that we were just talking, for example, takes ages and ages to cook, but when you get it done, the flavor's outstanding because that shin muscle has to support the whole, the whole animal, you know? And then if you've got, like, a fillet steak, that would be the muscle that we would use to, like, rotate. As, as humans, we'd use that to rotate side to side, but you don't really see the cow doing much of that, do you?
0: Have you ever seen a cow rotate? I've never seen you rotate because of your stiff neck. But... <laughs> so if you could only choose one cut, Dom, to have for the rest of your life. Of beef or
2: of anything? Beef. Probably a ribeye steak because Mm. it's just delicious. And like the ribeye, for example, that is why it's so good is it's like the perfect middle ground between those two things. It's the lower back, which is not doing as much going into the shoulder, which does a lot. It's that middle ground between there. So it's got lots of fat, lots of flavor, but it's still quite tender because it's not that active.
1: What about uh, other animals then? what? Let's talk about some... You
2: do lamb as well, do you? Yeah, lamb Lamb and and pork. pork, bit of chicken. Yeah, beef, lamb and pork are the the specialities best bit of pork it's got to be pork belly mm. all day yeah
1: mm. is that the one are where you it good it looks- at cooking I can cook and I do a lot of my meat on my Camaro Joe nice outside even if it's like yeah. winter I'm like we're fucking cooking it yeah. on that and my wife's a vegetarian
2: oh my but, condolences
1: right I need a little bit of time to like rinse my mouth out and stop salivating so hard so let's have some advert break Let's have some advert breaks. <laughs> let's So let's break for some adverts and then we can get back into the butcher world after.
0: So those were the adverts. Dom, can you describe to us a typical day in your life as a butcher, please?
2: Every day is a little bit different because Borough Markets are sort of a bit of a wild place. There's always something different going on, and also I spend a bit of time back at the farm butchering. But a typical day at Borough Market is get in at maybe like six o'clock, do a load of prep, put on a display. So that's we've got a big counter. So. Chop up loads of meat.
1: What's the ones that you push yeah. more forward? We've seen strings be like, of sausages. That's gonna. That's loads gonna bring of sausages,
2: bacon. I mean, the thing, the thing that we cut the most of is probably what we've given you, which is those tomahawks. They're like a, a really popular one. They're in at
1: the minute. Yeah, yeah, especially
2: at the moment, everyone's into barbecuing. They're great for the barbecue. So
1: do those animals get delivered? From the farm, your yeah. farm. So we've got a couple, in the of, morning.
2: a couple of deliveries a week, but we've got loads of fridge space. So the big walk in fridge that I go used to go in and watch YouTube on. Um, and do they come in whole? The pigs and the sheep will come in whole, and the. With the heads. Pigs with heads, sheep without heads. So they come in. The beef is broken down because they're fucking huge. Into cows. what?
1: Like what? Do, big rib cage or? So
2: the biggest thing we'll take at Borough is we call it a rump and loin. So that's, if you're imagining on yourself where you're. Whether your back turns into your ass, it's that yeah all the way up to that rib ribeye point that okay. we that we showed you earlier. So we get a big rumped loin there, probably like sixty kilos. The beef has to come oh. in like broken down. Like a quarter of beef can be like it could be two hundred kilos. So it's quite difficult to have that in our small little little fridge. Yeah, but yeah, that that stuff comes in and then we we store it in our big fridges at Borough and then. Prep a load of stuff up in the morning, put on a display, have a bit of breakfast. Meat? Meat. Always cook myself a breakfast. I'll show you a picture later of my breakfast. <laughs> load of steak, <laughs> load of bacon. Is it every day you have a steak for breakfast? Every day, yeah. Not playing games, is he, Joe?
1: No. How many of you is there working behind the counter?
2: On a busy busy day, like Friday, Saturday, like five or six of us.
1: Are they all as passionate about meat as you are?
2: Yeah, I'd say so, yeah.
1: And they're all clued up? Like if you had a customer who came in with like a really... Random, in fact, yeah. what is the most random question oh, all had? sorts,
2: mate? People want bollocks, pardon? What? People want bollocks. What's yeah. a bollock for? They want, they want bollocks, they want to eat the bollocks. Yeah. Who there's, does? No, there's
1: no judgment here, Tom. If people want to eat bollocks, they can eat bollocks. Can... how would you eat a bollock? Uh, Dom, how would I go about
2: eating a bollock? I mean, that's that's basically the only thing that I've not eaten. Oh, off an animal. You need to have a bollock for breakfast tomorrow. I don't have any, just in. get you, don't get have any in. in.
0: That's not an excuse, Dom, that I'm buying. Um sexy brother send us so people a
2: want a bollock what other weird shit some people shit want bollocks people... what other weird shit do they penis? want penis I've never been asked no for
1: the penis. no one's asked but what does a cow's penis look like
2: You don't really eat much bull
1: Oh yeah cows are, are cows are girls are they
2: I mean anyone can be who they want to be now but the cow good. the really cow good. anatomy is sort of quite fixed the ro- the gender roles are quite fixed in cows so Is a
1: cow's vagina similar to a, a female vagina of the human species bigger. <laughs>
2: bigger, <laughs> bigger yeah. are, you, are you a medical man, <laughs> Way bigger. Yeah. You can get your. I. I don't do this, but farmers do this. You can get your whole like arm in there when when you've got a uh, a pregnant cow. We've been sidetracked. What are the weirdest things people ask for? Bollocks. <laughs> uh, um. Hoof. Hooves. Yeah. What people you doing like with a hoof? hoof?
1: There can't be much meat to a hoof, Soup, is there? It? Just soups. for like a broth.
2: Like mm. I said, those hard-working things—that's mm. where the flavors at. So you boil them up. Yeah, well, I guess they're
1: quite dirty as well because what well, you've got them.
2: to clean them a bit. Oh, I mean, we don't we don't sell many of them, but people ask for them. People want tendons. Tendons, what are you like, doing? In like uh, Eastern cuisines tendons are very popular i've had
1: fried tendons yeah like they're a bit like a pork scratching
2: yeah it's like quite gelatinous
1: fry it air fry it it's actually fucking great is
2: it yeah but as
1: yeah as the thought of eating a tendon you just immediately go oh it's going to be cheap but you air fry them and they're actually fantastic i would recommend them
2: tongue tongue yeah we sell a lot of tongue it's actually on the up tongue how do you cook a tongue in my opinion, the best way when I do it is, I'll. It's got almost like a skin to it. Um, so you boil the tongue first, let it smell off. That must be let me. it sit. It's all right. Let it cool, and then you can peel the outer layer of skin off, and then you've you've just got like a big like chunk of meat. And then you, if you barbecue that, it's it's banging. Yeah, it's really good. <sighs> like what? I don't it's that, it's meat, it's I face, I, I know. It's just meat, mate. It's just meat,
1: and I know it is just meat, but for some reason, I get a bit weirded out. At the thought of animal parts that are like human, a human...
2: Would you have a lip? No lip. We don't sell the lips. I think they just stay on the head, but the head gets Um, sort of broken down. Ears? Ears we don't sell. Cheeks we sell. We've got a lot of demand for cheeks. Cheeks are great. Slow cooked. There's a bit of meat on a cheek. There's a lot of meat on a cheek. A lot of
1: meat on a cheek. Loads of fat on a cheek Cows are big, aren't
2: they? they? Like Their heads are like five times the size of our heads. Try and picture
1: your head five times the size of... Yeah. Let's get the shit out of you if I had a five times
0: bigger head, wouldn't it? Imagine if I was looming over in the studio. I also just don't think you'd be
1: standing up because your frame couldn't carry that head.
0: But maybe my frame would get used to it because it's used to that head.
1: Yeah,
0: You're just imagining it. my head now being five times bigger on this existing frame. I can't frame.
1: stop imagining your like like a head massive five times you, head No, you'll be like one of those little footballer things. <laughs> what were they called? <laughs> the, um, oh, yeah. We've just heard that they're called Power Pods.
2: Oh. News in.
1: <laughs> Breaking news, they're called Power Pods. Thank you, Ryan. What is the weirdest animal you've ever butchered?
2: I've never really butchered anything that weird. I remember when I was younger, I lived in a pub with my mum, and we've got some crocodile in. I don't know how... You've got
0: some crocodile in? Yeah. How?
2: Pubs are weird. Like early someone's 2000, a, pubs are weird places. Someone's <laughs> done a deal, haven't they? Someone's come in with a crocodile. Man, a man, yeah, mate. man and a croc. There was a crocodile, but that was before my time. But uh, So no, she I... chopped up the crocodile? Oh, I can't remember who chopped up the crocodile. I don't know if it was a whole crocodile, but it was a big bit of crocodile. Anyway, it tasted like shit. It wasn't very nice. I've eaten crocodile.
1: Have you? Yeah. What's that taste like?
2: It's a white meat, isn't it, Dom? Yeah. What, yeah, so think... it's like fish? It was f- it's like fishy chicken. It's like fishy meat.
1: Fishy chicken, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: What about competitions? Are there like butchery competitions?
2: There is, yeah. There's um Team GB butchery thing and I think they do like world challenges and that sort of thing. Don't float your boat. It's all good fun that stuff, but like the more time I can spend or we can spend just in the shop talk like talking to people, like building those relationships, that's like the most the most valuable thing for me. A few years ago there was a Trotter chopping challenge on Instagram. Oh.
1: Trotter chopping
2: challenge. Trotter chopping. So trotters are quite hard to chop. In what, terms of a ch- a skill. A trotter of
1: a pig? Or... Yeah, a
2: pig trotter. So like a pig's foot and then it's like cloven. So you've got like a gap in the middle. But they're quite sort of slippery and they're round so they move. And the challenge was like how many chops you can get through it in. Um, and I managed to do it in two. Which two? Is a, which is a bit of a flex. What have
1: you used to chop, chop those trotters? Just
2: a cleaver. Have you, Joe,
0: sampled in the last couple of years any of the plant-based meats that have come on the market?
1: Plant-based meat—we mm. so can't be called meat.
2: They do call it that.
1: Yeah. Surely it's plant-based object mm, mush. It's not bad.
2: That's because you've not eaten meat recently. Potentially. What do you mean? You've got it's not bad. What
1: well, well, Give us an example. And of is a that plant-based what something?
2: Is that the way you want the thing that you consume to be described? Not bad. <laughs> Well, I think it depends. If
0: Obviously, you had a restaurant people,
2: and it was being reviewed, would you want people to say, not bad? I hear what you're saying,
0: Dom. I would just say there are some people who are uh, vegetarian or vegan for different reasons and for them it might not be that they didn't enjoy the taste of meat, so if they can replicate in some way the meat, but also Joe, to have um, a variety of different foods and different ways of cooking them.
2: But vegetables are like nice as they are. You can do great things with vegetables, but like mashing them up in a industrial fashion to. Try and replicate meat, but like, I think this is the beauty, of the, of, sense, this is the beauty of the plant-based meat. It's
0: less like a shit veggie burger, which is really bad, and more like a sort of. I'm going to come back to that phrase once again. Like, <laughs> I'm right. damning myself. The with stock my price wa- is plummeting. You know, it's not bad. How was your meal, Joe? Fucking amazing. I had a beef tomahawk. It just blew my mind. How was yours, Tom? It wasn't bad.
1: Do you use every part of that animal, or I, when I see the local butcher cut, cutting up bits and or, I'll say I love that bit and he cut I and mean, there's odds and ends, he then bungs it in this giant box underneath
2: his chopping yeah. table. Yeah. So you you And lose... I've always
1: wondered what happens with that box.
2: So like for us, any meat like scraps, offcuts, etc., that'll all get used. So that all goes into sausages, goes into burgers. We make like salt beef with some of the cuts that don't sell as well. The only thing that'll ever get wasted is, like, when we do, like, dry-aged beef, the very edges of that will get cut off. Like, some bones go into the waste, but even at that, people, it's, like, a growing thing that people a lot of people are making, like, bone broths and making their own stocks, so, like, we're throwing away less bones than than we ever have been. And that is another great thing of, like, supporting a local butcher is that because it's not a massive, massive, gigantic company, the accountability of that individual running the business is they need to get the most out of every animal so they're they're compelled to do that whereas if you're buying stuff from a supermarket or somewhere mass-produced it's like they they don't have that same connection to the product where if there's waste waste just goes in the waste bin for us there's like you can't really put up with that so we we always find ways to use to use everything and some of those like end up being the best products you know everyone most people love sausages, you know.
0: How sustainable is your meat, though? What do
2: you mean? Oh. Because that's a word that gets thrown around all over the place.
1: Sustainable meat?
2: Uh... It's the oldest job in the world. Like, I find the idea of it being unsustainable like crazy. It should be the thing that should be the most sustainable because it's what we've been doing for hundreds of thousands of years. What do you mean by sustainable? Let's put it, let's put it in slightly different terms then.
0: So what's the environmental impact of your meat so what products go into
2: producing the meat to get the meat at the end of it well the environmental question like always refers to emissions and that is all dependent on the environment that the that the animals are living in cows and sheep are ruminants they're animals that have like four stomachs but they're they have that because they're a- able to convert grass into the matter that, that they that they become where it becomes an issue having those animals secreting farting burping whatever whatever you want to call it is it becomes Does a,
1: a cow burp
2: apparently it's burps and not farts really that what? is the issue oh, um, i want to
1: go i'm gonna go hang out with some cows more imagine that you've got four stomachs when i race my cow yeah which i'm gonna, gonna hang out by. with it for like an hour or two can i give cows like Fizzy pop. Was that try, yeah. unethical? Anyway, I want to hear a cow burp.
0: Imagine yeah, because you can get a decent level of noise out of your single stomach. Imagine Joe if you had four connected stomachs, the burps you could produce. Oh
1: my god!
2: The issue, the way it worked for thousands of years, is that the cows would they would be burping, they would be releasing releasing that, but because they're shitting on the soil and creating a more healthy soil, healthy soil is a method of sequestering carbon. So the healthier the soil, the more carbon is stored within the soil. So the issue in the cycle exists when cows, other ruminants are taken away from their natural habitat where they're, where they're shitting on the soil, creating healthier soil, creating healthier grass, which feeds the trees, which all of that sequesters the carbon. But the issue is when we're talking about like what we were earlier with like feedlot raised cattle in South America they're taken out of that cycle so they're not on grass they're not feeding the ground they're not eating grass they're not they're not existing within a cycle in the UK most of our our at least our beef and our our lamb is produced within within that cycle and you can take it even further than that which is what we do. It's called rotational grazing. So if you have a field, you'll separate that into like two into two halves or into quarters, and then rather than letting the cows or the sheep eat the grass all the way down, you'll let them eat like most of it, but then move them into another field, and then into another field, so that, that grass doesn't get completely depleted, which then makes the soil healthier and in theory, healthier soil sequesters more carbon, has a net neutral or net positive impact on overall carbon emissions.
1: So when, uh, Tom, have you seen Cowspiracy on Netflix? Okay, Dom, have you seen Cowspiracy on Netflix?
2: No, I've seen Game Changers, which I know is produced by the same people.
1: Yeah, okay, so those sort of documentaries basically slagging off uh, meat production and the effect it has on the environment, what you've just yeah. spoken about. How, did you, how do you feel about those sort of documentaries that are made saying that it takes a thousand litres of water to make one hamburger, and it's, that's what's ruining the world? <laughs>
2: that's an approximation by the way, Dom, <laughs> my friend. It's, that's not the actual fact. <laughs> yeah, I, d- I mean, that does, I don't think that's correct. I mean, <laughs> we, sell, we make loads of burgers on our farm and there's a field with loads of cows in and they've got a trough of water that replenishes a few times a day. And I don't think each burger takes a thousand. So a my, thousand my guesstimate uh, of might water. have been a little bit off. No, but, but you're, you're right. People, they come up with these statistics and then they just throw, they just throw them at people and there's no real accountability and there's no looking at the entirety of the food system. Because people's argument is automatically, oh, just eat plant-based, plant-based based stuff. But where does that come from? Where does the factory that that, where is the factory that that's produced in? What are the air miles of bringing all of the ingredients there? How much plastic is used in it? What's the distribution method around the country? You know, like if you're buying meat from us, like we've got some suppliers in Scotland. The maximum it's going to travel is like 500 miles to get down to London. I don't know if that's a fact. It's something like that. Did you say
0: 500 miles because of the
2: Proclaimers? (laughs) I didn't think about it, but that might... It might be uh, in the back of my head. uh, Do you like the Proclaimers? They're underrated. Favourite Proclaimers song that isn't 500 miles? Then I Met You, have you heard that? Yeah. That's a Sunshine on Leith. Yeah. I think you
1: two could get on really well. Tune
2: in next week for <laughs> underrated.
1: Dom and Tom return with the underrated slash overrated bands of the world.
0: Yeah. Would you, Joe, if you could be a cow and you're on
2: Northfield Farm,
0: mm.
2: how old is Joe going to be when he's chopped up? Generally, it's around the 30-month mark, but some stuff will take will take way older, like up to maybe 10 years. What should we give Joe? looking at joe's build when are you going to chop him up he looks
0: well now to be fair uh, would you uh, take it Joe? It's a, a life on northfield farm you're getting some nice grass you're rotating so you're never getting the shitty roots and, and the dust stuck in your
2: cow lips but you know you're having a net positive impact on the environment i'm environment not too.
1: sure i'd give a fuck.
2: you can shit <laughs> like you like i'm not going there back going... into the grass
1: right okay is that a positive it's a positive to us, like, in the way you've described it, but also the environment you've described at Northfield Farm. I think you'd look after me. You'd look after yeah. me well. And then when you send me off to the abattoir, do, do cows go off to abattoirs? Yeah, yeah. So I I would like to think that you'd send me off in, like, a an Uber XL or yeah. an Uber exec, like a nice one, or yeah. the equivalent, rather than just fucking me off into <laughs> a van. Just a fuck off, fan if i had to go that way i'd like you to do it
2: yeah thanks. what
0: what if dom sold your bollocks well would you on the on the stand would you put one of those little small white plastic signs on it rugby player bollock or bollock open brackets belong to rugby player close brackets
2: for me i just like i feel as a man i just feel a real lack of like solidarity when like handling the bollocks so i don't really want to stab into them you know what i mean mm. so how with, much is it boll- just out of respect I don't really know. We've we've sold Fiverr? them, a f- we've sold them a few times, but I don't really. What about Joe's bollocks? There was a guy that kept coming, and we called him Bollock Bill
1: <laughs> because his name was Bill.
2: I don't know if his name was Bill.
1: Or just because it sounds better with bollock and Bill.
2: Yeah, alliteration.
0: This episode is sponsored by the following splendid people. And he's buying a stairway to Kevin Roberts, the statesman Robert Hamilton. Rich Delicio or Dade Train, Detective Sergeant D. Sherman, Minnie Marla Harrington Smith, Agafa, Chris Hodgson, Paul, the grass is always greener. Plenty of Nish in the sea, Nishant, Nereyeth, all the Johns, John Harrowing, John Bradford, and John Dickinson. The man on the van is James Napier. Here's to you, Tom Robinson, and the Lord of Tristan Hall. To be more like all of them, go to patreon.com forward slash Show, become an official sponsor, get bonus content and grow the show today.
1: Borough Market, you mentioned earlier, yeah. the, the hustle and bustle of it. I love going because of all the different types of yeah, food stalls that are available to me. And it's making me really upset at the minute that I've, for some reason, started a diet. What else do you like to eat in Why Borough have Market? you started
2: a diet? What is your diet?
1: Because I, I need to, like, lose weight. For the is... weight that I'm at now, I need to make that less.
2: How much do you weigh?
1: Well, I, I weigh a certain number and I need to weigh less. Within a few weeks oh. of what... So then I've started this whole, like, fast, inter, inter, intermittent... Intermittent fasting. Intermittent fasting. And it's fucking hard, mate. I haven't eaten since nine o'clock last night.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's only about half eleven.
1: That's... that's like, you
0: also, yesterday, ate an inside chocolate orange in two minutes, 50 seconds. Yeah, that's so sort of yesterday
1: like w- yesterday was the start of my diet, and this lot forced me to eat a Terry's chocolate orange. It's like the workplace. I should Where's really... The support? Re- I should report this to HR...
2: You are HR. Unfortunately,
1: I am HR. So can I report it to my... Yeah, I can. Joe, don't let them... Make don't let the eat. mean boys be mean to <laughs> don't you. Don't let them be mean. Just punish them. Yeah, so it's making me, like, just want to go to Barrow Market now and eat everything.
2: What
0: else do you like at Barrow Market?
1: There's this one on the corner. I don't know if it's still there, but it was like this... Chaijo burger. Chorizo, oh, yeah. Brindiza. Oh,
2: chorizo. Yeah. What's it called? Brindiza is the name of the shop when they do chorizo. Chorizo so bun. Sandwiches, you That's you know. just fantastic. I love chorizo,
1: yeah. You mentioned every day is different you must come across some characters
2: or it's a bit tamer now it's a bit tamer than when i first went there but when i first went there there was like mad people there was a bloke called pixie that was on roller skates all day oh i think he was a drug dealer
1: pixie the drug dealer on yeah, roller
2: skates but he sold potted game it's not there anymore
0: hang on potted game potted game like, like what, partridge
2: and stuff yeah pheasants. yeah
0: but he was, was on roller front... skates
2: all day would the drugs be recessed inside the pots I don't know how it worked but that was th- the whispers informed me so and it's yeah. all allegedly that, yeah it's,
1: you just legally apparently you have to say allegedly yeah. although allegedly I've also heard that allegedly doesn't cover you legally I've told you this
0: many times you can't say absolute slander so then what do I say allegedly. this is, is a that...
1: this is a bullshit story that I'm about to tell but... fiction it's up to you whether you believe it or not, but yeah. it, what I I've just told said you was it's fiction. Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, apparently, one of your customers was Michael Caine. I
2: did have Michael Caine in once. Yeah. What did he ask for? He wanted a leg of lamb. I only then... told you take the bloody bullock off. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing. I got him with a bit of that. He wanted mint sauce to go with his lamb leg, and then we sell condiments as well. Can we? Sorry, can we roleplay this, Joe? You're Michael Caine. You want mint sauce? Okay.
1: What sort of Michael Caine am I? Like, uh, is that my old or young?
0: You're Batman here. It's quite old.
1: Okay, hang on. Hello, I'd like to buy some meat.
2: <laughs> how can I help you, sir? What are you looking for?
1: Well, like I just said, mate, I want to buy some meat. <laughs>
2: made it very threatening, isn't it? Yeah, it's quite sinister. Yeah. Uh, how about a leg of lamb?
1: Oh, I like a little, little bit of lamb. Yeah. I like a little, little leg of lamb as well.
2: Yeah, let's have one of them for you, sir. How about a bit of mint sauce?
1: Why why do I want mint sauce with my leg of lamb?
2: Because it goes well, doesn't it?
1: Well, that's subjective, isn't it, son?
2: (laughs) What about this mustard? It'll blow your bloody doors off. (laughs)
1: Is
0: that what you actually
2: said? (laughs) You didn't fucking say that to him. I had my brother in my ear, standing behind me.
1: Oh, right. He was like, that's Michael Caine. I was going to say, your brother's really tiny if you can fit yeah. him in your ear. No, he was,
2: he's actually big. He's very big. Yeah. And he was behind me and he said, that's Michael Caine. Say something about blowing the doors off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Okay, so do that and then. And then, to my astonishment, he picks up the spiciest mustard. Caine does. Michael Caine picks up Spitfire chilli <gasps> mustard, which is chilli and mustard from Tracklements. Fuck. He picks it up and I landed in my lap. So I, nothing actually landed in my lap, but figuratively it landed mm. in my lap. So I said... Be careful with that it'll blow your bloody doors off <laughs> and he said oh oh that young man knows who i am oh in, in a happy way or a slightly yeah, i was in a happy way. because uh, it was th- subtle celebrities don't want you like can i have a photo mm. they don't want that but they just want a little a reference a little nudge a little wink and then oh and then he can go about his day do just do it again
1: oh, hang on it? i've picked it up oh what's this then
2: oh that's spitfire mustard be careful with that it'll blow your bloody doors off. <laughs>
1: You think you're funny, do you, son?
2: <laughs> yeah, but I'm in the position of power. I could say, right, fuck you. You're not having your leg allowed. You, you, would
1: say fuck you to Michael Kane? <laughs> no,
2: just... Sir Michael Kane. What I'm trying to illustrate is that I'm in the position of power and that he wants something that I have. So he wants he's your not meat. Gonna be, he's not going to be rude to me. And people mostly aren't.
1: Mate, are you taking a piss out of me?
2: Mm, what would I say? I'd just say no. <laughs> <laughs> Eye contact is very important when people, when customers are being difficult. So you're going to stare Kane out in the face, and you said no, Kane. Your response, please.
1: Okay, a little funny man, are you? Yeah. I quite like that about you.
2: And then we've like we've bonded.
1: All right, then I'll take two legs. See
2: upsell without upselling.
1: Unbelievable! This has panned out very well
2: done. Yeah.
1: I'll also have a bit of mint sauce. Because I heard it's a really good partner with a bit of lamb.
2: Actually, I'll, f- I'll throw that in, Lim. and then I will just fr- I'll say I'll throw that in for you. That's from me.
1: Have you met anyone else apart from Michael Kane that come through Barrow Market?
2: Yeah, there's loads. I can't really remember them all. I remember Eddie Redmayne came and bought a gammon one Christmas. It was it's w- very Eddie Redmayne. It was uh, well Christmas busy, gammon. And then I gave him it in a bag, and then he like came back two minutes later and gave me the bag back. And I think it's because he didn't want to be seen. He didn't want the whole. Was the gammon wrapped in some other form? He wasn't was carrying a raw packed, gammon. And then I gave him it in a bag. And then I sold him it, and he said thanks. Then he came back and he said, actually, I don't need the bag, like five minutes later. Maybe he's friend of the bag. For someone like that to be seen carrying a brand, he could probably charge a lot of money for that. I don't know who this bloke is. Played Stephen Hawking, didn't
1: he? I've Googled him, I still don't know. So you've had Mark Kane, Eddie Redmine.
2: Is it just those... Just Ayn sounds. sounds. Ains. So like,
0: <laughs>
1: I've had no. Joe
2: Rayner, yeah. We've had him on this podcast, yeah. Have
1: he's you great. actually had Joe Rayner?
2: Yeah, he came and bought... Uh, last thing I sold him was lamb cutlets and sausage rolls. Oh. He looks like one of the Three Musketeers, doesn't he? He does. Yeah, he's got a great presence about him. I he like has some him. Some aura. Jay, if you're listening, I want you to try my sausage rolls and the Ginger Pig sausage rolls <gasps> and tell the me what's The Ginger Pig. I've got full confidence that our sausage rolls beat theirs. Why? But I want to hear it from you, Jay. Are
1: the Ginger Pig a rival to you in terms of the sausage rolls, then? Because they're around the corner, aren't they? Have they still got a stall? Who there? do
2: you play for? Quinn's. Who's a shit rugby team? That Quinn's.
1: Is... <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, what I was trying to do there was I was trying to give an analogy where you tell me a bad rugby team that is a rugby team but isn't competition. And that's what I was trying to Newcastle. say. Newcastle. A Newcastle competition to Quinn's? No, but they do do nice after-match food. <laughs> <laughs> this analogy's ruined. <laughs> <laughs> Ginger Pig operate in the same space as us. But I think our sausage rolls are better than theirs. Uh, do you
1: do any plant based sausage rolls?
2: If you come and buy a sausage roll, the two of you will take the pastry off. You can eat. You can lick the pastry. You can lick the pastry. <laughs> Great. And Joe can eat the meat. Like Jack Spratt and his wife. Yeah,
1: but I want to have the pastry as well.
0: All right, I'll just lick a bit of the pastry and you can have
1: it. Deal. <laughs> All I want to do is go home and cook Dom's meat, reverse sear it, and yeah, right. eat the shit out of it. I feel so lucky and grateful to you for bringing your meat on.
2: Oh, that's all right, my pleasure.
1: As well as all the knowledge that you've shared with us on the butcher world that you live in, because it's one of my... I always wanted to be a butcher. I kept saying to people growing up, I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm going to gonna do a butchery course. I'm you've gonna- got a butcher's look. I've got a butcher's look, have isn't I? not he, Dom? Have I got a butcher's look? Or am I being stereotypical Yeah, here? maybe,
0: yeah. Like an old school butcher. Yeah, it's the what? beard, isn't it? I think you could be a 1950s butcher. Dom what? looks like a butcher from Asterix.
1: I'll be your Obelix to your Asterix. Maybe we should set up a new butcher, so let's fuck off your family. Yeah,
2: that's fine.
1: Um, and we'll rebrand it. We're the Obelix and Osterix. What's it? <laughs> Asterix. Asterix. Which one's first? Asterix. Asterix and Obelix is meat Marvel. Emporium. Asterix and Obelix meat Emporium, where we sell bollocks and serve Michael Kine.
2: <laughs> exactly, yeah.
1: Dom. Thank you so much for coming on. It's a pleasure. I can't wait to come down to Borough Market and come to Norfield Farm Butchers again and actually know you now.
2: Yeah.
1: I can, I can come down as a customer and ask you all sorts of questions or annoy the fuck out of you.
2: Yeah.
1: I just can't wait to get down there. Tom, you can come. I know you won't be that...
0: Me and Daisy will have a little wander around the rest of the market, I think, at that point. I'll come and sell her Tom, obviously, yeah. and his brother and his ear.
1: Why are you going wandering with my wife?
0: Well, it's just because we're vegetarians. We're going to go and find some vegetarian food. That's how it starts, mate.
1: You just stay the fuck away from my wife, all right? (laughs) Can I eat a veggie pasty with her? I don't even know what that means anymore. Are you suggesting you'd eat her pasty? (laughs) Dom, thank you so much for coming on the show.
2: It's been a pleasure.
1: Thanks, Dom.
0: Joe, so I'm going to give you a choice of butchers. You have to select the butcher you would like to be. Terry Butcher, former England centre-half. Yeah. Frank Butcher.
1: Oh, I love it, too. Pat Butcher.
0: Pat Butcher. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Is that Pam St. Clemens? What about Pat St. Ricky, Bu- Ricky
1: Butcher. Oh, yeah.
0: Bianca Butcher. Oh, yeah, OK. Or two other members of the Butcher family. Ricky! Or
1: Bianca. They never actually got married. She was never Bianca Butcher.
0: For the purposes of this quiz, it's Pat, isn't it? I'll give you one more which you won't want. Um, well, you could have it. Mark Butcher, the former England and Surrey left-handed opening batsman, who scored a, a wonderful hundred at Headingley in 2001 as England beat Australia.
1: Do I have to be Frank Butcher or Mike Reed?
0: You have to be his character, because when he's Mike Reed, he's Mike Reed. This episode was not about reeds.
1: Yeah, but Frank Butcher's dead.
0: Yeah, but he'll live on in, in Eastenders. No, but he's dead in Eastenders. You can be you, but Frank Butcher alive. Can I?
1: Can I just be a butcher?
0: That wasn't the purpose of this quiz.
1: No, I know, but I really want to be a butcher. You can. You
0: can be one of these butchers who becomes a butcher, but you have to be one of the butchers that I've named.
1: All right, I'll be Mike Butcher. <laughs> Mike Butcher. <laughs> I'll be Frank Butcher, who turns into a butcher, butcher's and butcher, changes his name. Yeah. To The Blade. So his full name is now... The Blade Butcher. But- <laughs> no, no. It changed his name to Butcher The
0: Blade. Okay, that quiz probably <laughs> could have gone better. A reminder that we have an excellent range of Joe Marlis Show merchandise on sale at the moment. If you would like to buy a JMS Snapback cap or a Grow The Show hoodie, how can they do that, Frank?
1: Yeah, if you want to do that, click the link in the episode description. You could have a Snapback, a hoodie, spatchcock chicken... Ribeye, tomahawk steak, bit of fillet. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> All the best. Thank you, Frank. We'll see you next time. Can't wait. Crowd
0: network. A place where you belong. Sports Social Podcast Network.